The contents of our show have many references to alcohol and drinking. We want to acknowledge our friends in recovery and let them know we love you and support you. If you or someone you know is a person with substance use disorder, you can call 1-800-662-HELP. Sitters here, taxis not far, meet you at the closest bar. No toddler cries until sunrise, slowly sip that whiskey ride. Gather parents far and near, it's time to hit that bottle of Oh, hello and welcome. You've found us again. You've come back for more. Hope you guys are doing well, we're doing well. You want to know why? You want to know why? Totally want to know why. Because we've had an awesome week with all oh of you guys God. listening in and downloading and sharing and talking and commenting and reviewing and just blowing us up. So we're pretty damn stoked. So stoked. And so many thank yous to all of you. And yeah. we just can't wait to keep doing this and mm-hmm. just uh, bringing you bringing you the content you've been dying for, for, you know, over 30 years, I'm guessing. I'm going to throw that number out there and feel confident about it. Yeah. Um, maybe 300 is probably closer to the truth because we're talking about the stuff that you've never heard of before. Yeah. Like balloons and vagina tonks and <laughs> Olympic bars. Because they don't and... exist. That's why you've never heard of them. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Yeah, but for real, super, super stoked. Uh, yeah. We're thankful for you guys, and uh, we're just going to get to it and keep doing it. And um, yeah. hopefully you join us each week. Yeah. And we do have a couple of things set up on our – Um, list of things that we will be talking about in the future. But again, we just want to always reiterate, like, please, if you guys have any questions or things that you want us to talk about, even if it's not submitting a spill the wine segment, if you guys just want us to touch on a subject or, you know, it can be an an anonymous delivery, just let us know. We'll talk about it. We're more than happy to talk about the things you don't want to talk about. (laughs) Yes, we will do it for you. No problem. Mm -hmm. I actually told my parents, I was talking to my parents today, and I I can safely say that my father will not listen because he basically told me that he will not listen. (laughs) And, um, you know, know, Karen, my stepmom, is lovely, and she's like, you found it on found it and I think she subscribed she might be listening I told her there was uh expletives and and you know I apologize for that uh <clears throat> but my dad just goes yeah I, it's just not something you know it just you know, it's nothing against you I'm sure you're great but it's just it's just not subject matter I'm really interested in um <laughs> don't knock it know. till you try it dad that's so. you know I said <laughs> I said uh thank you for your support father uh, oh, well, when, you know, when it's, when it's proven to be, you know, something, maybe I'll listen. Hey, okay. well, we've already proven, we've already hit the That's what I Google statistic, everybody. That's so we are right. <laughs> we are good. That's right. Billy's Thanks, mom Dad. said the, um, said the same thing. She's like, well, I was, I was going to listen. And then I heard, um, I heard vagina tongs and, uh, I stopped listening like, in oh, no. our preview that we posted on Instagram. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, it's okay. Like, And then she asked Billy again. She's like, do you think I can listen to it? Is it something that I would be interested in? And he's like, yeah, I think it's anything anybody would be interested in. And then my um, my mom and my stepdad, Primo, were in town this week. And Primo said, he's like, I don't know. All I heard was just like a bunch of fucks. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, that's me. <laughs> that's me. Sorry. I'm, I mean, I'm not sorry, but you heard that from me and that'll probably keep happening. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. I, we're not going to bleep it out. So, you know, no. get out of here if you, yeah. if you can't handle it. Don't yeah. get out of here. We apologize, but just, we're yeah. going to keep doing it. So yeah. stay here and, 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 you know, cover your ears and, uh, yeah. And shield your children from the F word <laughs> if they're listening. Uh, Probably don't have your – Maybe, know. yeah. Unless they're like little bitty babies. If they're just oh little bitty God. babies. I'm sorry. This just reminded me – I guess isn't really relative. But um, tonight I was watching Gone Girl and River had woken up because she was she went to bed really early. So she had woken up and she comes outside and she's sitting on the couch. And I don't know if anybody's seen the movie, but – 
it's when the woman is having sex with Neil Patrick Harris and it gets um, bloody. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't do know not you, remember you know that what? part. I'm sorry. If you haven't seen Gone Girl, whatever. I mean, it's been it's been out and around for a it's while. It's been out like, for a long time. It? Yeah, and it's a she, book like, too. In this book. Um, she stabs him and like while they're having sex and remember I, I put it on pause. I was like, Remember, you can't watch this. Like, this is adult stuff. Like, I'm not I'm not gonna have you watch this. And she she like looks up at me and she goes, I wanna watch this one. I like this one. <laughs> <laughs> like you you are around your mother too much in quarantine. <laughs> no, no, mom. I want to. Mm-hmm. Your mother likes these like stab sexual stories and there's my daughter like i love this one <laughs> Fuck. this is my favorite she's just gonna be into crime and uh that's cool nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that mm-hmm. she'll be a little uh maybe she'll be like a forensic scientist when she grows up forensic scientist forensic scientist right yeah forensic uh, you could also be a forensic psychologist which is what i wanted to be uh, that would have been cool much cooler than yeah, I like I this. love the idea of studying. You know why? Because it was from Dexter. I like loved Dexter mm-hmm. being a, a forensic um, anal- analysis, and so I was like, "Well, what's like a way to get into like the the killer's mind?" So you you study their psychology based yeah. off. Yeah, of, it's oh, it's like a dream. That's I know, such a right? dream. I was yeah, like, I should go to school for that. It was like a year ago. I was like, I should go to school for that. I'd be so good at that. And then I started talking to people, and they're like, "You're going to have to go to school for like ten years." I'm like, "Yeah, oh, maybe in my next life." <laughs> no, thank you. Not this week. Uh, speaking of Dexter, because just a real quick, like it's coming back, and it's the most exciting oh, um, news of I 2020. About that. Yeah, I mean, it's not gonna, you know, it won't be back till maybe next year. But Michael C. Hall, if you're listening, sometime <sighs> ever in the future, you are. <laughs> we are going to probably. Um, meet and fall in love sooner than than later and um yeah so just wanted to throw that out there and uh, if anybody knows him you know send him my way give him my number um this is actually true this is one of the first like <laughs> crushes things not crushes no you didn't even tell me how to crush on him you're like oh michael c hall yeah no i'm gonna marry him someday it's <laughs> like hey I used to think I was going to marry joseph gordon levitt i had this like ah. feeling and i'm not even attracted to him i just had this like feeling that I was going to marry him someday. And I watched the last, the night before the other week. And I'm like, I don't think I want you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't, he didn't stand up the test of time for you. No. It's uh, it's a good thing you didn't get married then. Thank God. I mean. Messy divorce. What a messy divorce. You would have gotten probably a good amount of money though. Mm. You know. And he's like such a nice guy. I'd probably like run him over. Oh no. Or I mean, with my very, emotions. Yes. <laughs> my, not, or we would have had a like a, a very nice, uh, amicable divorce and been friends still if you want to go mm-hmm. down that, that mm-hmm. road. Sure. Um, well, anyway. Yes. <laughs> so speaking of podcasts tonight, mm. we're going to talk about a little bit of postpartum and maybe some some prenatal anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, in, uh, honor of that, we made, uh, our beverage this evening. It is a martini and it is called the dirty postpartini. <laughs> the dirty um, postpartini. You got to say it like a, you guys watch like Jordan Fisman's secrets when he makes everything into a song. He goes like, but, I was just going to say it. <laughs> See, the Jordan Fist Martini. It's not <laughs> I love you, but we are not we are not calling our podcast that um or episode that the postpartum partini. Wait, that's not what it was either. Fucking Christ. The dirty postpartini. There it is. There it is. I thought uh, I forgot I I didn't know who you were talking about at first. Um I do love him and his and his his humor makes me really happy. Oh, I love um it. and his like little secrets that he does that he Yeah. It's so good. Um, I, this is my first sip I'm taking on air, so everybody get a little a- ASMR here. She also has a bamboo. Um, it's probably about the size of a ruler as a skewer to hold her olives. Which this is, is a, just... it's a yeah. This is a skewer stick used for kebabs, and um, I'm using it for my olives because it's the size that I have. Mm-hmm. So 
Cheers. Mm-hmm. Cheers, babes. Cheers, guys. I am I am actually on Oh my god, it's so strong. What? <laughs> it's a martini. What do you want it to be? I don't drink gin. We went with gin, oh, guys. Yeah. Uh this is Yes. Ooh. We are doing gin. Ooh. We are doing the classic dirty martini. It's a yes, this is the classic, the new classic dirty martini. Written in 1800 BC, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the dirty partini did involve gin. So, um, well, that's what they—that's what the history books say. That's that's what I read too. So, yeah, at least we're on the same page in the Absolutely. same book. Absolutely. Um, woo, well, cheers, guys! If you have one in your hand as well, uh, yeah, I'm already drunk. So, um, <laughs> woo, my, those olives, man, they're gonna be. I'm gonna be. Uh, Singing off the balcony later. I love that. I love that. Give us a show. Give us your show. Yes, that'll be part of the bonus content that you get when Mm -hmm. you subscribe to our Patreon. Yes, we are going to have that up and running for you guys. Well, it is up and running, but it is, but we have no content there yet. So, yeah. um, You know, if you want to, if you want to support us, please do, and we will get to you as soon as we possibly can. But Mm -hmm. um, it's on, it's coming, it's coming. So Sarah had mentioned that we want to talk about some postpartum anxiety and postpartum and prenatal depression anxiety. And I'll just say like from from my perspective as a as a mom, I didn't hear about this. I think postpartum PPD, postpartum depression is something that is widely um talked about, but you rarely hear about postpartum anxiety. So I actually had um, a lot of that in the beginning and I didn't know about it until I saw somebody post about it. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's you as well. And that's why we want to just like bring light to this very, not many people po- mm-hmm. talk about mm-hmm. the anxiety that comes with being a new parent. So mm-hmm. um, I, I think anxiety in general is hard to talk about because mm-hmm. it's all of these things that um, you, for lack of a better word, sometimes feel silly to be stressed about because mm-hmm. I think that like, what I find and what we'll talk about, but a lot of the anxiety that I have are things that are, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, out of like intangible, like not, not normal things to be worried about. Like uh, there's a plane crash, there's going to be a plane crashing into my kitchen, like things that you, you know, things like that. So, uh, I think in general, we don't talk about those things. So when it comes to, um, postpartum anxiety, it does that same thing, but it's just amplified. Um, where it's even harder to talk about it because um, you feel more alone probably than you have in a long time. So. Yeah, and and honestly, you probably feel like those thoughts are ones that nobody else is having. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, as we found out, or as I found out from somebody sharing their story online, was that those they said one one kind of sentence, and I'll talk about it. But they said one sentence that I was like, "Oh, so you're not." this wasn't like a general post and um, it was kind of like summarizing postpartum anxiety. It was like talking about their thoughts and s- scenarios that ran through their head as a new parent. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. and then the more you talk about it, I mean, especially we have a couple listeners I know at least on, on my end that have given birth during the pandemic yeah, and that alongside already postpartum anxiety, I can't even really imagine what that feels like because I think I internally would be freaking out during a pandemic, becoming yeah. a new mom. Um, but yeah, so we want to just kind of talk about those things and share a couple of, of our experiences. And then we also have another Spill the Wine segment that we're going to be talking about that we're so excited we haven't listened yet Mm -mm. so we're listening live with you guys um which is exciting and fun for us it's like a little little secret easter egg surprise oh it's like popcorn (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what that means i don't know what that means but i do like popcorn so sarah and i are big popcorn enthusiasts um definitely suggest that being like a nightly snack with kind wine like, too, oh, yeah. Wine. Olivia Pope, Olivia Pope, it all night. I don't, I don't know if Sarah knows who Olivia Pope is. I, you know, I don't. Um, <laughs> I was gonna get sassy with you, but I could look it up real quick while nobody sees me on my. Uh, on my Olivia phone. Pope is the 
head person in Scandal. She's played by Carrie oh, Washington. No, I who don't is, know that. No. Carrie Washington is like a, a little gift from heaven. I just, I, I love her so much. But she drinks out of this really tall wine glass and has a big bowl of popcorn like every I single night. And that's yeah, what that's- she eats for dinner. That's a dream. Oh God. Dream. When I have when I have popcorn for dinner, those are the best nights. I just yeah. love those nights. We'll have a popcorn night. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Let's... you should all be eating popcorn right now. In fact, yeah. stop the podcast. I think, I think it would be really annoying if we were eating popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome and for like, that. <laughs> I, I love those kernels too. So you're just getting like nice crunch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like lick, I like take my finger around the bottom of the bowl and lick oh, the yeah. salt. Absolutely. If you don't do that, you're uh, you're a psych, you're, you're a maniac, and we don't yeah. we don't trust you. Yeah, and and then you have like a like a big cold glass of ginger ale. You do it's love like, the ginger ale. I love ginger ale. It's giving me um, it's giving me bubbles. I feel the bubbles just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I just just giving you I the love, rumblies. Uh, the like the 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 tingly throat bubbles of like, mm. ooh, it's it 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 burns sometimes when I drink pop. <laughs> Sarah I love that Sarah calls soda pop. It makes me <laughs> so happy that the first time we were talking about ginger ale, I think, you know, I know. As, as ones do, you talk about ginger ale. And she was she was like, oh yeah, well we always had pop growing up. And I'm like, wait, what is she talking about? And I was like, wait. And I'm like, oh you're one of those. You remind me. You're one of those. <laughs> I don't mean that. You're. Um. It reminds me of now and then. Oh God! I know I love that movie, but it's been so long. I'm gonna normalize there's, not there's, remembering now and then. That's cause... fine. There's been a lot of movie references today. I'm sorry. I've. It's quarantine, guys. What the fuck else am I supposed to do except for drink and watch movies? So anyway, right. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to the point. We'll get to that. Yeah. But, you know, we'll talk around it for mm-hmm. an hour also. Mm-hmm. Um, so wait, I want to talk to you because I feel like you had um, kind of a good def- definition of, of postpartum anxiety and like something that you – I just feel like the last time we kind of talked about this, you had a really good grasp on it. And I I really only heard about it when you started talking about it. Not that I, not that I didn't know it existed because when you started talking about it, I'm like, oh yeah, I know exactly what she's saying, mm-hmm. but I actually didn't know it was a thing. So yeah. you kind of brought it to my attention really more. I knew there was postpartum depression and I just thought that that was part of it, to be honest. Yeah. I think that that's the biggest thing is that you, you hear so much about postpartum depression and here's the thing. I mean, having these emotions and having them clinically diagnosed is completely different than I think just having these emotions because from what I've read there's only about 10% of people women who and 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 parents I mean adoptive parents new dads everybody kind of has postpartum depression and anxiety does not um zoom in on one person it is mm-hmm. it is kind of just like the way that you are handling a new life inside your mm-hmm. home right mm-hmm. so um so from what i was reading is is that only about 10% of people actually get diagnosed with either one of these things so mm-hmm. with that being said it's kind of like i want not to say if if you're having any of these feelings absolutely if you have somebody comfortable that you can talk to if you're able to have somebody comfortable to talk to about it please do um for your well-being because i care about you but also um it, it it's it's very relieving to know that you're not alone so mm-hmm. i never went to a doctor i am not clin- i wasn't clinically diagnosed much like many other people um but that doesn't mean that i didn't have those feelings so when i when I saw this post, she was saying, she kind of just like brought light to postpartum anxiety. And she said, sometimes I'm worried when I'm driving in the car that a tree is going to fall on us mm-hmm. and my baby's in the back seat, and something like that. I don't know. I, you know, I, I was trying to find the post and I, and I can't find it, but it was, it was something along those lines, like a tree falling down. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my God, because mm-hmm. every time I had those thoughts, I, I kept thinking to myself that like maybe I am manifesting some kind of destiny that's already set in stone and and like 
paying attention. You're giving light to such a negative space. Yeah. So I felt so guilty about it every time I would have a thought like that. Yeah. So to hear somebody else kind of talk about it, I was like, oh, my God, I'm not alone. So some things that I had thought after having River, I would stand on my porch balcony. I'm really, I have a hard time knowing the difference between a porch and a balcony. So I'm just going to. I can't. I like don't. I tell Billy all the time. I'm like a balcony and a porch are the same thing. And he's like, no, they're not. A porch is on the ground floor. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, a patio is on the ground floor. He's like, well, a patio is different than a porch. A patio. Think of like patio is your backyard. Porch is your front stoop, ish. Your front. Call it a terrace and call it a day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll call it my balcony because I'm comfortable calling it my balcony. Even but though it probably it, wasn't your balcony. But it was on the third floor and I'm in Dorchester and, and they have, I lived in a, like a, 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 a triple decker is what they're called, right? So like a triple family, triple family home. Sure. And when I would sit out there with her, I would imagine the top of the building, mm-hmm. like the overhang falling down and then a tree coming in through the sides. And then I would, I would be like, breastfeeding her and I thought like what if I fall asleep and my head like hits hers like I mean there were there were so many things especially with somebody coming in at night I was always worried that somebody would come in and break in and do something to her either be it through a window which was three stories up like there's no real no I want to say like intelligent not intelligence but like there's no which way of justifying these thoughts that you have they just kind of come in and so and I'm, I'm panicked, right? So every single time I'm doing something, I'm panicked that something is going to happen to her. So when I started being worried about putting her into her own room because it was a different room from mine, I couldn't keep an eye on her. I couldn't watch her. When she was first born, I had her in my bed with Billy and I for over a year. And I think a lot of that had to do with just like being a control freak yeah. and like needing her to be, uh, I don't want to call myself a freak. I'm not control freak I, I was just like a a panicked mom yeah so that contributed a lot to me keeping her within like my reach for a very long time and that contributed to co-sleeping and all these things so I feel like you, there I don't know and I still get this way I'm I, still so afraid. Yeah. I'm afraid. I I think worst case scenario all the time, and I don't know if it's like postpartum now or if it's just a part of my regular anxiety. I have regular anxiety as it is. So I don't know. But I think especially after having a newborn and not knowing what you're doing and um, trying to do the right thing, but assuming the worst, it comes from a place of wanting to protect our children. Mm-hmm. And you are expecting mm-hmm. the worst so that you can prepare for the worst and you can make an action plan. That's what I was doing every single time. Okay, so if the tree falls, what am I going to do? You know, okay, so rather than me holding her out here like this, I'm going to hold her covered or I'm going to um, sleep with one eye open. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, like, there, you know, you kind of adapt to this kind of anxiety in hopes that if those things happen, they will be preventable or, um, I'm sorry, if those things were to happen, they could be preventable. Like, mm-hmm. what can I do? So you're, and it's that same thing. You're, you're overstepping yourself to control the anxiety, which only makes your anxiety 10 times worse. Right. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, thinking about like, fear, right? You're, Mm -hmm. you're, you're afraid of all these things that are going to happen. You're, you're this, all these intrusive thoughts are coming in and, um, well, you almost feel like a little bit violated, (laughs) like almost like, yeah, there's just so much to think about at once, right? Like, is my baby getting the right food? Is my baby getting enough sleep? Or am I doing the right thing? Are they doing the right thing? Did I just, did I just yell too loud? Like, did I just do this? Like, do I have to be really quiet right now? Okay. Now I have to tiptoe. Like there is so much happening in a, in a new parent's brain. And it's like your brain is spinning 200 times faster than you can even make words come out like, or, or actions come out. Like you want to do all these things to protect your kid. And at the end of the day, they're just sitting there just needing to be happy. Yeah. They don't need all that. They Uh, don't need all of that, but you, you feel this innate sense of, needing to protect them 
I think that at it's, all costs, right? I think it's this 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 fear of the un, just not even fear. It's it's the unknown. It's the unknown, and mm-hmm. um, and again, I, the thing of okay, you can you can read all the books, you can do all the things to prepare, but you're never prepared for these things, especially when you mm-hmm. have these thoughts because you're going, um, and and I my biggest one and. I still have it and I still have it probably not as severe as it was, um, is the, he is going to die in his sleep. He is going mm-hmm. to die in his sleep. And yeah. I, ha- I had them every day about something like you, you know, you were saying it's like all the things like that, the car thing, like anything I was doing, I was having them. I didn't have a lot of them aside from the sleep one all the time, but it would just be, um, so, you know, when we lived in New York, we basically lived in this, you know, we were in the same room, essentially. It was like a big one bedroom. So I had him like kind of quarant, quarant, I had quarantined. Him, like, yeah, I had him quarantined, <laughs> uh, <laughs> kind of. Um, so, you know, I'd wake up. I, I didn't, wasn't really sleeping because he was te- teeny tiny. But, um, but basically from that moment, it was, I am waking up every hour, every two hours to walk over to the crib and make sure that he's breathing. And I talked to some other mothers and one in particular, I, I, it was probably the first time I'd said this to somebody and I was, I was coming out with it and going like, yeah, like joking, like, you know, yeah, I checked to see, I just checked to make sure he's like, you know, breathing at night. And she goes, oh, I'm never worried about that. And it was so, what? oh yeah. Yeah, and and that's fine. I'm glad she wasn't worried about that. My goodness, like I just can't imagine. Not I wish I worrying about that. <laughs> I know, I know. But but also in that moment, it felt like I felt invalidated. Uh, not on it wasn't on her, you know. But it was the first time I had said these words out loud, and uh, she didn't have them. So I'm going okay, all right. Well, I felt like something was wrong with me, and but it it doesn't end. Uh, he and I live alone. So I think there's a part of it too that like I'm so nervous that somebody's going to break in uh, and steal him that I still sleep with my door open and I wake up – well, I don't have to wake up in the middle of the night because he wakes up and comes into my bed. So I put him in his bed and he's in my bed, you know, not even a few hours later. So um, it's kind of changed into something a little bit different these days. But um, But how much that affects you, how much – because here's the thing. These are things you cannot control. These are thoughts. These are intrusive thoughts mm-hmm. that you cannot control. If a tree came into your car, if a uh, if 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 you guys if you fell asleep and banged her head, yeah. if you you know whatever it is that you're thinking, you can't control it. You can think about the preventative measures mm-hmm. for it, like you know for the 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 safety of it. But but we're we're worrying about these things that are taking up our time and. Um, taking away from our ability to be in the moment. I don't want to say be a good, be in the moment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like be in the moment and, and put our energy towards different yeah. things. And especially with sleeping, like I think about that a lot because I don't sleep. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'll, I try to go to bed at like eight o'clock. <laughs> like I'm like early, like I'll be in bed at nine. I'm fine yeah. with that. Don't I like, I've had my days of staying up till 4am. I'm good. <laughs> Uh, that's why I have a child now because it's like that's how I got a child. I guess is more I should say <laughs> that lifestyle led me yeah. here. But um, yeah, but yeah, it's 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 de- it's debilitating. They are they are just thoughts, but they are debilitating thoughts. Mm-hmm. I still check River's heart all the time. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I, you know, like I've I've told you, you know, this. Like I still have a baby monitor in her room. I. I still get worried that she's not breathing. A lot of the time she sleeps on her back with like her arms up, like, mm-hmm. like a football goalie pose. I'm right. Very right. proud of that little reference. <laughs> I'm really into sports. <laughs> you're such a, you're such a football. I'm like the guy's girl of the guy's girls. You're like the cool girl that loves football. Yeah. But also, I did used to love football, so uh, I wish I did. I grew out. Of I it. used to love basketball, and I and I and I don't. I um, hated basketball. Yeah, right. Like we all have our own sports that we're yeah. into. Yeah, but I will tell you one thing: I don't want Owen to be into sports. I would so much prefer he's like a little nerdy music surf baby, <laughs> yes. like just yes. someone let me have that. Well, and I mean the universe. 
let me have that. He lives in Santa Monica Cal- or Venice Beach, California. Can't. Get- I mean, we're I'm I'm breeding him for it. I'm like you are. Um. Up, 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 up. Yeah. So like, I still check her monitor all the time, and sometimes I'll look at her monitor and and she hasn't moved in a while, and I and I and I look at it and I go, River, just just like move. Just like show me a little bit that you're that you're alive. Just show me a little bit that you're alive. Yeah. And yeah, so you don't have to get up mm-hmm. and go in there. And like nine times out of ten, I know I sound like a creepy voodoo mom, but like nine times out of ten, she'll do like a little twitch within like ten seconds. Right. And I'm like, ah, oh, thank yeah. you. Um, but oh my god, yeah. No, I've I've been checking I still check her her heartbeat. Even like her big girl bed now. I like yeah. go down and yeah. I it just freaks me out. I think I will always be scared that something is going to happen to her. And that's it's like really killing my whole cool mom vibe. But I, you know, I think that like in my head initially, I, I wanted to be like a very cool mom. And I and I consider myself a pretty chill mom. I just I'm also. um, But I, I have to keep my my personal boundaries, like my personal boundaries of bedtime. I need to keep those because right. I need my own right. time as much as I love yeah. you. And as much yeah. as I want to spend as much time with you, like I still need to hold my own personal boundaries. So I really right. love a strict bedtime. It's hard and it's not easy and fuck, it does not work all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I will keep trying because I need no. that time. So I think. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, so I was reading about, okay. So um, one, like, one of the things that postpartum anxiety can take the form of is obsessive compulsive disorder, which I think is what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Like checking every five minutes to see, or, or there's a routine and you've got, you know, th- sure. that, that like element of OCD. Um, but I also was, <laughs> was reading that treatment um, for women experiencing postpartum starts with increasing support and amount of sleep and handing off your baby to a partner or family member for a break even if it's only for 30 minutes. So it's like, those are, those are the treatment. That's how you're supposed to, I'm going air quotes here, fix it. And it, and, and again, like not to, not to go back to, I'm a single mom, but I'm a single mom. So what am I doing with him? Who right. am I giving him to? Um, how am I getting more sleep? I'm, I'm, I'm not. So, um, but like you're saying, those boundaries will help with that because you're, you're able to like get your time back in a way, I mean, I think, I mean, I, I feel like they kind of tie, it ties in together with that where you can, Absolutely. you know, you need your own, if it's an hour, but you get it and you make sure you get it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, um, that's a, that's a mental health necessity. How many things are like that though? Like all you need is, is, is these things that aren't tangible to everyone. Right, approachable. I I keep using the word tangible, but it all these things. I mean, with so many mental health and um, people struggling, which is like different situations that they have in their lives. We all struggle with different stuff. You know, I'm not going to list off what it is, but we all struggle with different stuff, and a lot of it is not all inclusive. So it's it's a very Mm -hmm. hard thing to navigate when you. I think a really great thing is to be able to hear other people talk about it so that you almost yeah. normalize yeah. it within yourself, which is what I did. Yes. And did it fix my thoughts? No. But did it make me feel like I was less alone? Yes. yes. Did it make me feel like I was less crazy? Yes. yes. And that's what we are kind of like trying to do. Like we're not here to fix anything. No. We don't know how. Come on. But we don't, we don't know, know what how. we're doing. I, I still don't know how. <laughs> Obviously, we're still saying that I still have all yeah. of these thoughts all the oh. all the time. They're they're scary. I don't shut and, my door. I don't even and, shut my door still. It's like yeah. I, I have to have the door open. The door can't be shut because I can't sleep because I, you know, anyway. Yeah. Is that- There's just a lot that goes into being a parent. So you can't all sum it up in one thing. I, it's, it's an ever-growing experience. I'm ever-growing as a parent. Yeah. And and that's I the, will never stop growing. Right, that's the thing. It's uh, the fact that you don't ever want to stop growing, and that that you're open. I think uh, I think hearing a lot of old older generations say, "Well, that's just the way I grew up," is so frustrating. Um, or that's just the way it was when I was growing up. Or that's you know that's mm-hmm. I'm old school mentality. And it's like, well, grow up and get new school. Like, listen, you're you're 
I'm not saying change, but you can open your mind to, to the fact that things have changed and mm-hmm. that maybe the way you were doing it wasn't right. And maybe the way I'm not, I'm going to do it isn't right. And I'm sure that I will overcompensate, uh, with Owen, the way that maybe I felt like I had been missing things that I had been missing when I was growing up, I'm absolutely certain that I will try to try to fix that. I mean, Owen says things to me uh, like "protect me forever" and or "protect me," and I, I always answer him and I go, "I will, I will protect you forever." And in my mind, I go, "God, I could die when he's 11 because that's the way ex- I had an experience." Like, uh, like I'm promising things I can't actually promise him, so I try not to do that. Um, but anyway, sorry, but, neither here nor there. But I, I think that no, just that's. Hold on. Sorry. That's where that is. Yeah. See, so you were just saying something about a future fear that is blocking you. Not I, I'm saying this because I've had this emotion too, is blocking you from enjoying that exact moment that Owen just said, like, take care of me forever. And you said, yes, I will. Oh, but what if something happens right, to me? Right. You know, like that is that. And we we can't make I mean, you're right. Yeah. You can't make anxiety go away. I can't be like, don't, don't think like that, but you can't just like but snap can, your fingers right. and, and anxiety goes away. Well, I, but no, you can't, you can't make it go away, but you can acknowledge it. Right. Like you just calling mm-hmm. me out like that goes, oh, well, I guess you're right. I wouldn't have thought of it that way because you sometimes, or at this point it's so ingrained, you know, we've been doing this for three years. So, you know, at this point it's just part of our, our brains and mm-hmm. we don't even recognize it anymore. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd love it if I could give Owen to someone for 30 minutes at this point so that I could, you know, have a mental health break, but that's not the way life That'd works. Be nice. <laughs> I need a, I need a, yeah, take it for a minute. Um, there's this quote that I told you the other day that I think is important and I think it's going to apply to a lot of the things that we talk about. Um, mm-hmm. but I think about in talking about this postpartum anxiety and how you said, you know, you'd never heard of it until you saw this post. I'd never heard of it until really talking to you. Um, Mm -hmm. We never talk about it. Um, Shame dies when stories are told in safe places. Mm -hmm. And there is so much shame around so many aspects of being a parent, mother, father, whatever, you know, parent. You have a child and you're raising it. There's shame. There is, there's, parental guilt and we don't talk about it. And the only way to lift that feeling and to bring attention, not attention, to bring um, light to these subjects is 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 to have a safe space to talk about them. So um, yeah. not just to reiterate what we keep saying, but like I would have never talked about this with anybody because it felt so you know, it, it felt so dark and, um, it feels so it's in your, it's literally in your head and you think people are going to think you're, you're, you're crazy. You're, you're going to say this and people yeah. are going to think that you're, uh, you know, out of your mind and, and it feels that way. Um, or they'll shut you up and be right. like, Oh, you're, don't, don't, yes, don't worry 100%. about that. hundred percent. Yes. That's not here or there. Yes. That's not here or there. Like, don't worry. That's silly. Oh, come on. Oh, come on, Lish. That'll never happen. Yeah, yeah. That'll never happen. And I'm like, oh, really? Right. Because guess what? I just planned it all out in my head. Mm-hmm. Right. And guess what? I Googled it and it happened to three other people or, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, you can't do that to somebody. And uh, it just doesn't. Yeah. The sil- silencing. Well, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Silencing it is not the answer. That's for sure. I um, no. I, I like to think about, I don't like to think about this, but I think about the, um, I often think about the moment in the hospital, I don't know, I don't know how many people had this moment, but this is uh, kind of where our sign off comes from. But the moment in the hospital, after the baby is born, you have to sign a bunch of papers, you have to, you know, fill out all the the paperwork, what's his name or her name, what's the baby's name. And, uh, you know, will you shake the baby because you had to watch a video? That's probably from the 80s. Um, of a family who shook their baby and they're explaining to you the, the horrors and the, you know, the, the cautionary tale of don't shake your baby. Anyway, you know, it was funny at the moment because we're sitting there watching that, you know, I think Joe and I were alone. I don't remember someone. It must've been just the two of us. Um, but we just remember joking about it, you know, like what, who's going to shake what, this is so silly that they're showing this to you. And then you're alone 
and mm-hmm. it's you know month two, you haven't left your house, and you are scared and frustrated and having these thoughts, and you holding your baby, and you have no one to take that baby, and you know what? That damn video can save your life because you go, I have to set my baby down and walk away because this is mm-hmm. fucking hard. And I think that's probably more of a postpartum depression, but I think they kind of go hand in hand. And it's like, those are the moments where we have to talk about it. A video in the hospital is not enough. Um, We have to talk about it because that – those thoughts can overcome. And when you don't talk about them and you let them um, see – like just – Fester, uh, yeah. it could blow up and and not in anyone's favor. Um, well, how amazing would it be if that? I mean, at some point, we are not a country who loves to give out free healthcare services. But what a what a beautiful thing at some point to maybe guarantee that any like new parent kind of has just like a support line for like. Mm-hmm three weeks free of charge mm-hmm. or, or four weeks. I'm trying to be realistic here, but um, just to kind of check in and, and really just like say everything that's on your mind, because there are so many things that come in that are scary new feelings. I mean, already you have <laughs> taking care of a new life is one of the, it's one of the most fascinating, weirdest, challenging, overwhelming things that you can do. Some days aren't that great, but it would be so lovely to have some kind of like built-in support yes. system that isn't within your circle or within your home or or within yourself because these thoughts are entirely with – I mean, I never shared them with anybody right. I knew. I never was like, oh, hey, on my way here, I thought River was going to die 25 times. Right. Right. Or um, it, those – I would see <laughs> a – I, I would pull up to a, a stop sign and, and I and I saw somebody else going. I'm like, oh, that person's going to hit me. And, but they're going to hit the right side back of the car where River's car seat right. is. Right. Um, it won't hit me. It's going to hit her. Right. I mean, I, yeah. I, I I don't know why you don't bring that up when you walk into a room full of people. I think that that would be the, <laughs> the greatest party. Uh, you hey, know. guys. Guys, listen. <laughs> Listen, I'm terrified of everything. Let me tell you about it. Mm-hmm. Sit down, grab a chair. I planned me and her death 25 times on the way here. Let me tell you about would all you of like them. To hear, would you like to hear about In it? In depth. The first one was at 1.32. <laughs> yeah, right? Give yourself a fucking yeah, break, yeah. lady. Let's, yeah, let's all give ourselves a break. And uh, Can't there be a switch to like turn off your your voice in your head? Like, Bye. Yeah. Go. Turn off the brain. I'm done tonight. Right. Wouldn't that wouldn't that be fucking nice? Because then we can all sleep at night. I do think, I do think that there are people that think this is like a whole thing that uh that people think differently. Like their brain actually thinks differently. Uh they don't think in sentences. I don't actually know the science behind it. I'm bringing up something that I have actually uh not a full comprehension of. So uh that's fun. But Basically, what I'm saying is, wouldn't it be well, great? Well, isn't that the basis of our podcast? We only know about like 40% of what we're talking about, uh, Maybe right? less. I might be at a 22%. But I might be I might be at 11 Well, those are two good numbers. So, no, yeah. I, I – I, uh, basically, what I'm saying is that people that they don't – like I can actually hear myself think um, – and I know that there are brains that that kind of think differently. So wouldn't it be great to be one of those that like maybe you don't think thoughts in your head <laughs> like in in sentences and then you could just shut it down and shut it off and just yeah. think about like pictures of, of sheep and uh, yeah. white fluffy sheep. I don't know why you would think of them, but maybe that calms you down. Sure. A, a meadow, like, you know, a waterfall. I don't know. Find your happy place and then yeah. sit in it, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> good, luck. <laughs> good luck. Hey, guess what, though? Like, honestly, good luck. And also, I'll see you there because I'm probably right there with you. Yeah. In a, right in that meadow that's on fire the, with the, you. The meadow so. that's on fire. The sheep that are evil, they're actually Satan. <laughs> yeah. The sheep are eating <laughs> each other alive. Goat. It's It's carnivores it is bad bad oh 
<laughs> wow. Yeah, no, no, we, I can't come Bad. back from that. Can we, can we talk about the spill the wine segment? Okay, you guys. I don't guys, think I can come back from that. I think you, uh, I don't think that you are ever going to top that, if that's what you mean. Um, I'm quite impressed with you. Uh, listen, one of, one of my friends mentioned specifically that she was hoping for dad puns, and I hope that we never disappoint. And I think that that um, may have topped everything I've ever done. And I did make a joke about Bored and Ramsey, boring, like boring, like drilling something, bored and Ramsey. You're welcome, Brian, Katie. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's move on to our segment that you've all been waiting for. Um, this is our spill the wine. This week, uh, we have a, again, we've not listened to it. We know nothing. We are, uh, going to experience this with you. And this is actually from, uh, a listener who happens to be also my sister-in-law. Hi, Devin. Here we go. Hi, everyone. My name's Devin. I'm a mom of two young boys, Henry and Carl, Carl. and um, I thought today I would share a story um, about missing items. So Carl is five, Henry is two, and they are both very active individuals, but they also know how to uh, manipulate a situation. (laughs) When Carl was about two, he uh, hid Halloween candy in his room. Um, and expected us not to find that he was sneaking bites in the middle of the night. (laughs) Figured that one out somewhat quickly. Um, He also has tried to hide um, devices in his room. But most recently, um, the whole family is guilty of hiding the remotes from each other to the point (laughs) that now we are down a remote, literally down a remote. Um, So now we've resorted to using our phones as remotes, and (laughs) Carl still tends to hide the remote. Henry has less interest in it at the moment because his brother always plays whatever show he wants to watch. So um, I guess word of advice or any uh, feedback on how to, minus putting a tracker on the remote, where to keep them and how to keep them um, alive and well would be good. But um, we are now in a dead search for the like fourth month in a row to find the missing remote. And of course, as usual, nobody knows where they hid it. Um, one other Why quick story, Carl was at his cousin Rosie's house Rosie, and they were in the basement playing, um, games, throwing balls everywhere, climbing on the bunk beds, oh doing what they do in the basement, but they found Is the TV remotes remote and turned on the TV. Well, Henry was also down there with them. So Carl and Rosie decided to hide the remotes <laughs> from Henry. Oh so God. about a week later, I Uh-oh, get a call Amy. from my sister-in-law asking me if I know where the remotes are, which I look at Carl (laughs) and say, where are the remotes at Rosie's house? No idea. (gasps) No idea. Days go by. Finally, I had to ask Carl again. And it turns out Amy found them in the bathroom underneath the toilet tank. (gasps) So get down to their level, I guess. See where they would hide things. And hopefully we'll all find them someday. That's like not what I was expecting <laughs> at all, but it's so relatable. <laughs> I I don't know what kind of remote your sister-in-law has, but I, I I fucking hate Apple and Amazon and Roku. I don't use Roku, but I've seen a Roku remote. Like those things are four inches tall yeah. and one inch thick. Yeah. How are you supposed to keep that in your house in general, but let alone with kids around? I mean, now I don't, we don't have the fire stick anymore, but. River like takes the big remote and I and I'm looking for it every every single day. I am looking for the fucking remote. That is so funny. I just I lo- first of all, I love that uh they hide them from each other because she also included my brother Todd in that because she's saying all yeah. the boys are hiding the remote. So I just yeah. imagine Todd yeah. is also like, Well, she's I'm like, gonna we all I'm gonna, are yeah, I'm gonna fucking hide them yeah. from the boys so they don't hide them from me. And then and then oh the fact God. that she said, get down to their level. That's a really good point, though. Like, okay, we're looking for these things, but we're not thinking mm-hmm. about looking for them like a child at would the, look at their for eyesight. Them. Oh, yeah. I'm on it. When I'm looking for stuff forever, I'm on like all fours. On the 
usually like on my stomach, slithering across the floor. Oh my god! To, and I'm like, where where did you put it, River? Like, where did you? And she just goes, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. Honey. And I'm like, but you do know, don't you? And she goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so fun. They love hiding things. They love hiding things. I love that. So I love that story so much. So so the sister, so Amy, the sister that. Uh, that whose remotes got put into the toilet tank. She uh, she once when we were growing up, our very first nephew, who um, was probably like five or six at the time, maybe four or five at the time, I don't know. But he went into her bedroom, and we were, God, t- t- early twenties. Teen, God, I have really no concept of time at this point. Anyway, we were we were young. We were teenagers when um, when my first nephew was born, and he went into her bedroom. And later on that day, she was looking for her like ring that was our grandma's, or like a very special ring to her. Amy, sorry, I don't remember what the ring was, but she couldn't find it anywhere. And Dominic had hidden it, and it was like the ring, like like lord of the rings situation like he i think he'd seen lord of the rings and he was like the ring and so he like took it and hit it and oh my god i just remember that moment and we're young and we're like what is going on and now i have kids and i'm like yeah that's Mm. what they do that's what they do Mm. don't leave your shiny stuff around for a kid to hide let them touch anything i've had to it's so funny like the amount of inches i have to back up from the counter right like it used to just be like I could put uh-huh, it up on the counter. Uh-huh. And then you put it back two mm-hmm. inches. And then I put it into like a, a bucket mm-hmm. or something or like a little a key drawer. Like a lo- lo- I keep uh- pushing it further uh-huh. and further away. Lately, she gets on the fucking oh, counter yeah, stools and yeah. climbs up and, and gets everything. And then she goes, look, mommy. Mm-hmm. Look, mommy. Yeah, I did it. Right. She keeps going. Right. I did it. And I'm like, lady. I mean. I have everything. I have like uh, I have those locks on the ones that I can lock, so that because he 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 does the same thing. He picks up. There's a stool by our front door, and he he picks it up and he moves it to the sink, or he moves it to the snack, and he opens up the snacks and he pulls the snacks out. But like, what what mm-hmm. what are we gonna do? Lock everything up? We gonna lock it all up? Do we lock them up? No, Let's just hard. lock them up. <laughs> but see, that's what I need to do with Owen because I I, I like at this point. I think there's probably anxiety behind it, speaking of anxiety, but like if only I could get a night, a full night alone in my bed. I mean, this morning he was mm-hmm. up at 5 a.m. in my face. He's in my face and he's just going like, um, mommy, I want to watch a movie. Can I watch you Mizumi? Like the first thing he says is like, can I watch you Mizumi, mommy? I want to watch a movie. Then go out there and watch a movie. You know how to work the remote. Like I don't need you. Waking me up at five a.m. That's too early. Let me get up and take a shower. No, and he and he and he doesn't let me. I can't pee alone. Yeah. Like as soon as I get, if I wake up before him and I go into the bathroom, and he hears it, he can see me from the bed. So he'll turn over and he'll see me, and then he like, like he like like he's like a little gremlin. He like crawls down off the bed and like comes into the bathroom, and he's lays on the floor and he goes, "I'm gonna sleep on the floor." And I go, well, that's uncomfortable. I'm going – I have to pee. Can I just have some yeah. peace? Like I just need three – not even – not even like not even a full minute, just maybe 45 yeah. seconds to pee and wipe and like get back right. in bed without you on top of me. Why, I, I love independence. I'm wildly independent. I, I, I feel very good about that. It's just – it makes me it's, – uh, it's good. It feels good. And I have none of that anymore. It's gone. Um, it's gone because I cannot pee alone. So, um, if anybody knows how to get that back, maybe some pride, um, you know, and he goes and he, and he comes in and he doesn't just, are you pooping mommy? Oh, if I was, it's none mm-hmm. of your business. Like get out of here. Goes, it's a big poopy, isn't it? And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just going pee. I'm just going pee. Uh, sweet, sweet angels. Oh, they're, they're perfect. They're <laughs> I made myself laugh by calling them perfect. They are perfect, but they're also uh I'll just call mine. She's they're wonderful. Just, um, they're they, she is so wonderful and drives me crazy. And sometimes I pray for her to fall asleep, and sometimes after she falls asleep, I wish I could just see her and snuggle her. So, you know, we all know this entire cycle of what it is like to be a parent. You'd yeah. 
you just want your quiet time. And then the second that they're gone, you're like, I miss you. Come back. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Come back. Pay attention to me. Yeah. Or other nights you're like, fuck. Yes. It is now my time to do what I need to do. Whether that be laundry or (laughs) just watching Netflix. I haven't had a night. I'm trying to think that the, I haven't had a night away from Owen. Yeah, like when was the last time you've done that? Oh, oh, I haven't had a night away from Owen this year. Not one this year, obviously. Um, October of last year. So we're starting a GoFundMe for Sarah's <laughs> I <just laughs> vacation. Need, I just need like a night in a hotel <laughs> in Malibu. Just one Fucking, night. Yes. She needs a night at Shutters. So anybody who has any just, kind of connection yes. to Shutters, just please. one night. Just one, one night. night. It's just maybe two. Maybe two. If we're going, if we're going to start a GoFundMe, like, can I have two nights? Give me another day. Give me two. Just give me, yeah. Give me two days. I'll go to. You know what? Give me two days. Three days. days. So, so three days. Two nights. A, three days. A, a weekend. If you could just give yes. me a weekend, um, sure. I, I, I'd appreciate it. Yeah. Sign us up. Um, you know we're we're gonna start a retreat. Yeah. Oh my god. Actually, that's a brilliant idea. Let's talk about that offline. Very good point. Sarah is still drinking. Um, with her. <laughs> Honestly, what might look like it can stab her. You know what you should do right now is take a photo so I could put it on the Instagram. Like, oh God, I wish I could. Ex- I mean, I'm pretty sure you guys all know what I'm talking about, but it's like sideways on. You know, like those Halloween things where like a stick goes in one side and then there's like a headband and the stick goes on the other side. Like that is literally Sarah drinking her martini right now. Oh, my gosh, she's so cute. All right. Well, you know, so we're talking about being, you know, we're talking we talked about a lot of anxiety today and um a lot of uh there's a couple more things i just wanted to say quickly go for it just to um maybe kind of like tie this up in a little bow there's a a couple books that i read actually um about these things so i wanted to share um in in my past and then one when i say i read what i've read what i've cliff notes or wikipedia same thing um so there, there is a book called Period Power by Maisie Hill, which is actually power, it, it, incredibly empowering and kind of just like speaks to you about all the different emotions that we feel like internally after giving birth. There is actually something that I have written down about that the reason that we feel these feelings after we are giving birth, there is a reason behind them. So it's not like you're crazy as I have felt in my past. And Sarah has said as well, like, it's not that you are crazy. There is not anything wrong with you. Um, However, there is, this is a quote that there is a huge hormonal shift. Estrogen and progesterone levels increase 10 to 100 fold during pregnancy, then fall to essentially zero within 24 hours of delivery. So there is a drastic drop in our hormone levels that is making us feel a whole bunch of different stuff. Mm -hmm. So you are, you are completely normal and okay in feeling these feelings and, 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 you know, all, all the other things that come up. Um, after all that, it's, these are all just symptoms of that. And another thing I wanted to bring up is, um, a great way to kind of, maybe if you're listening to this and you're like, well, maybe I thought I had postpartum depression or maybe I thought I had postpartum anxiety. I don't know. But, um, another quote that I found from another book was from Sarah Gottfried and her book is called the the hormone cure. And the quote was that I think of postpartum anxiety as the loss of the normal sense of balance and calm. And I think of postpartum depression as a loss of the heart. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's an interesting thing that we didn't touch on today, but I actually think maybe if, if we can next week or, or you know, next time we, we broach this topic, but um, the the bonding, the bonding yep. with your child, because that's a huge part of, and, yeah. and I had friends that I would talk to about it and they didn't feel that connection. And I, I mm-hmm. you know, as far as I definitely was depressed after Owen was born, but I also felt very connected to him and I loved him immediately. And I know that yeah. that's not the case for a lot of people. Yep. And um, 
and I can't even imagine going through the hormones and going through the feelings I was going through on top of feeling like, oh my God, I'm not feeling a connection with my child. What's wrong with me? Like I I can't, um, nothing's wrong with you. But what I'm saying is that's got to be really tough. And I think that we should talk about that too um, for another day, but but definitely in the same yeah. realm. That's what that's what we're talking about. So, yeah, and I, and I nothing's know wrong with you, women, by the way. Nothing, ladies, nothing, like, nothing is wrong with any of you. We are no. all literally just continuously trying to figure this out, and it's kind of just about letting ourselves acknowledge certain emotions, whatever which way that comes up. Maybe it comes up in a in a conversation you have. Maybe it comes up in a Instagram or Facebook or or something your friend shares with you or listening to our podcast, like things are going to pop up where hopefully you feel like you have found another voice that, that is experiencing the same thing as you. And that's the most we could hope for, right? We just want to make sure that we're all not alone. So we are not alone. And I think that next week we will we're not sure yet. We're yeah, gonna you know what? tune in. We're not sure. We're not going to. We're not going to tell you because you know yeah. what? It's more fun. It's more fun to it's surprise fun. you. I, I have is... so many surprises up my sleeve for you. Ooh, for you. Like for that. you. Yeah. For just for you. After this, once we sign off, I've got surprises for you. <laughs> I'm ready, yeah. baby. I don't know um, if you're ready for these. Uh, in I light of <laughs> in light of these conversations and. Uh, uh, you know, all this tough shit that we're all going through. Yeah. We love you guys. Yeah. Uh, we are thankful for you and so glad you're here. And for fuck's sake, shake your beverages. Not your babies. Bye. Time to hit the bottle there. <laughs>